you're nothing without the people in your city. And because you're, you're nothing without the people behind you, that goes for your family and the people of your city. If your city don't want you there, you're going to learn real quick. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy, Idrif. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game. And today, we're leveling up our pizza game through a conversation with Joey from Anna's Pizza. I am so glad that our friend Rory connected the two of us because Joey has such an inspirational and motivating story. Not only that, though, he clearly explains what happens when you take care of others around you. In the heat of the pandemic, Joey did something amazing, and he gave away thousands and thousands of dollars worth of supplies to people in need. I'm not going to go into too much of the details because you have to listen to it, but Joey does something great for his community, and it paid back in dividends. During good times and bad, his community now has his pizzeria's back. Joey talks a lot about community, and in my opinion, there is no stronger community than the Uni community. Oh yeah, shout out to Uni for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to be a part of the Uni community, you gotta get yours today. We have people like Christy, Real Clever Food, who is an Uni ambassador showing you the way to become a better pizza maker, one IG post and IGTV at a time. We have Mike Holman, Pizza in the Sack, another Uni ambassador that I truly am thankful for being able to call a friend. And he's always coming up with some crazy creations with one of his Uni ovens. And guess what? You can make next level pizza at home or on the go if you have an Uni too. Get yours today using the special link in the show notes and start making next level pizza today. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, dough? Joey, how are you doing today? How are you, man? I'm good. Awesome. I am doing well, too. Thank you for asking. If you don't know already, there is one way that I like to start the show, and there is no right or wrong answer. <laughs> what's good, dough? Oh, man, everything's good. The fact that we're still open, the fact that we're still, you know, being able to serve food and, and kind of, I don't want to say get back to normal, but we're almost there. I feel like we're close. Oh, for sure. Um, summer has been this like, go ahead, you know, get back into that semblance of normalcy and, and uh, let's see if our, uh, if our community can handle the responsibility. Yeah. Have you been closed uh, at all during the pandemic? I mean, thank thank God for us, we weren't. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to have kind of takeout business, especially with pizzas, is just huge. Um, but there's nothing like having people inside. I feel like as the owner, my job is those people inside to make them feel like family. So when we got when we lost the dining room, I kind of felt like my job kind of was lost too. You know. What do you mean by it's your job to make them feel like family? For I mean, for me, growing up in an Italian household, whenever somebody comes in your house, you want them to feel like your family. And the way you do that with us is you feed them. So mm -hmm. me opening a restaurant was just, you know, an extension of come on in, sit down, let's eat something. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about family. And it's just when, when I lost that and I just became somebody behind the scenes, you, you kind of lose that personal touch that makes a mom and pop a mom and pop. Uh, it's like, here, welcome to my house. 
here's the food that I made you, but you know, don't eat it here. Go find somewhere else to eat it. It yeah, doesn't have that back. same vibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you made it okay. And uh, it sounds like uh, you're loving the whole reopening thing because people can start eating at your place again. Um, you are at Anna's Pizza in West Covina. Yes, sir. Um, I'm actually, I lived in San Gabriel Valley for a little bit, so I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit familiar with Southern California. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to know, how's the pizza scene down there? I mean, God, we got a lot, dude. We got a lot. Uh, but at the same time, we're also different. I mean, we, we've got, obviously, there's places like mine. I've been in business for over 40 years. Um, I'm the third generation owner. But we also got like, Patrillo's. You say Patrillo's, everybody knows. We got Red Devil and Covina. That's a mom and pop shop like us. Like, it's just pizza is so embedded into the community that it's it's just a cool to be a part of it. I'm. It's a privilege to be West Covina's Pizzeria. You know, like people have wars all the time. My pizza is better than your pizza, and you know stuff like that. And I'm just I'm glad I get to go to bat for some of my customers. <laughs> when you say people go to wars, like is it the the uh, the, the business owners going against each other the consumers no it's the customers man the business owners we all love each other we're just like dude we're all trying to make it together and the customer's like no and is best. i mean i'm not gonna argue with them and this is the best one but you know it's just <laughs> it's funny it's cool to see your customers you know take that much pride in something that you're doing give me give me another example of what they're what they're doing to like uh, to fight for their, for their, for their pizza place. So I, I want to say about a month ago, we had a customer call in, order a large pepperoni, no big deal. Um, I get a text or a phone call, I'm sorry, later that day. And she goes, I just want to let you know, we went to 13 different pizzerias all around Covina, West Covina and Baldwin Park. We bought a large pepperoni from each of you. And then we all voted on it. There was 50 of us and your pizza won. <laughs> and it's just like, so people are doing cool stuff like that. That is so awesome. Um, the fact that, you know, they go try these different places out and, and test it out. Um, and then they give you the feedback and you're the winner. That's so cool. It, that was rad. It, it was, that was probably one of the coolest phone calls I've ever got. And what kind of pizza style are you doing over at Anna's Pizza? I would say more of a traditional kind of Napolitan style pizza, a little bit on the thicker end, not the wood fire side of things. Um, not super crispy on the bottom, but still good enough where the pizza is going to kind of fold over a little bit. So you get a little bit of chewy. And then when you get to that crust, it's nice and crispy. And what are people saying? I mean, when they did the 14 uh, pizza challenge, trying to de like decide which one was the best one, what did they say they liked about yours? They said our sauce. Our sauce was just, our pizza sauce just tasted better. It wasn't acidy. It wasn't bland like you know because we make everything from scratch nothing from us is out of a can so it just you know i take take great great pride in all that stuff really yes sir we make everything fresh man doughs fresh bread we make every day from scratch it's just we take you know if we're going to be a pizzeria i want to be the best pizzeria okay so i i i think you know when it comes to dough i want to say man if you're not making your own dough you're probably just buying it from a commissary like a bigger pizzeria chain and, and they're you know distributing dough to you but sauce uh it could go either way a lot of people yeah. you know get stuff from the can uh because tomatoes are are picked at the right time but 
you yourself, where are you getting, how are you sourcing your tomatoes? We, we go, we have a produce company that comes and, and gets all of our produce for us. We, we inspect every box that comes in Aroma Tomatoes. And, you know, we just kind of do our thing with it, man. We have a couple secret things in there that, that I think make the sauce taste great. Um, just you can never have too much garlic. It's, it's just one of those things where growing up, just that's how Nona taught us how to cook in the kitchen. So I kind of just took it with me, you know, all the way to owning my own restaurant. Okay. Um, I tried to break down a couple secrets for folks here because like, you know, we all love pizza. We're all not going to, we're all going to try, you know, to make the best sauce that's fitting for us. And so I find it helpful to at least grab a bit of a, uh, a template or just yes, a bit sir. of a breakdown of what you do for your sauce. Yes, Are you sir. sharing with me a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So, cool. I mean, a lot of it is going to be the tomatoes you get. I mean, obviously the sweeter Roma tomatoes is what I enjoy because with the spicy pepperoni and the stuff like that, I kind of like to do the whole sweet, hot balance kind of thing. Um, I, I use a lot of garlic, but I roast my garlic first. I think it's important to roast it to kind of just get everything out of it and then throw it in your sauce. Um, a lot of fresh basil. I, just the fresher the ingredients, the better everything comes out. I mean, it obviously doesn't have the shelf life of something, say, canned, but we're we're going through sauce so fast that it feels like it's just a constant make. I want to highlight is that if you're using fresh tomatoes, you're saying it, it doesn't last long, but yeah, that's it, okay for you. That's okay. I mean, we're going, I'll make enough sauce for a day. I want to make sure that whatever we make is getting used that day because the only way you're going to get things to taste good is if it's fresh. It's got to be fresh. That's why we make bread every morning. It's just, it's got to be, I want it to be perfect for whoever, whether you come early in the day or late in the day, I want it to have that same taste. Mm. Are you putting salt in your tomatoes at all? We, we do put salt. We do not use sugar. Uh, my mom's side of this family is Sicilian and they put a lot of sugar in their sauce. I'm not, I'm not a sugar guy. I, I just like the natural sweetness of the tomatoes. I do put salt and pepper in there some Italian oregano, parsley, um, and then, like I said, the fresh basil with the garlic. It sounds delicious. It sounds like uh, what people would call maybe Sunday gravy, right? Yes, sir. A sauce based off of nana. No, nona? Nana? I'm not Italian. So I don't nona. Know nona, yeah. Nona. Nona. Okay. Well, it seems like your family uh, plays a huge role in some of the recipes that you have, and you said that you're a third-generation owner. Yes, sir. Can you tell me how it all got started? So uh, my grandpa's brother, his name was Tony. His name is Tony. And uh, he decided that he wanted to open up a pizza place in West Covina. So he uh, bought a spot that was 800 square feet and said, this is going to be Anna's pizza. He named it after his sister who uh, passed away in Italy. But before she passed away, she taught the boys how to cook so they wouldn't starve to death. So all these recipes that I have are her recipes. And that's because that's the number one question I get is why is it called Anna's pizza? And that's kind of the story behind it is we use her recipes to make all of our food. I mean, obviously we've kind of branched off since then, but everything from the sauce to the dough to everything that we make is all based on her recipes. And uh, just, yeah. And then my dad got into it with him probably, God, I want to say 20 years ago. Um, you know, he was getting older, needed a little bit of help and asked my dad if he wanted to become business partners and, they told me to quit my job because when the family calls, you answer and it doesn't matter how much money you're making, you're going to go make minimum wage with your family and try to make the place go. And uh, we, so we did that. And, you know, 10 years later, I own the place and, and we, we have a 4,000 square foot location now. And it's just, it's been a wild ride. And 
it all started with my family and it's going to keep going with my family. And I think that's the coolest thing about our pizzeria. Earlier, you said something like when family calls to to incent to entice you to in- invite you to make minimum wage, <laughs> yes, sir. you do it. Yes, sir. But you know, we're we're growing up in a culture where I feel like there are so many options presented to us. How um, how are you going to convey that message to Mia or potentially your future child or other people in your family who could potentially take this? It's one of those things where hopefully we grow up with the same family values as I was given when I was a kid. Um, You know, growing up now, it's so different. We grew up in a world with no internet, no cell phone. I think we're the last generation to kind of experience that where we didn't have all this information at our fingertips. And, um, you know, hopefully my niece, I I know my brother and my sister-in-law will do a great job putting the whole family thing in her and, and same thing goes for my sister. So hopefully it's one of those things where they go to college and they look at me and say, Zio, I don't need the pizzeria. I'm going to be this marketing genius or a scientist or an astronaut. Or, you know what I mean? I, w- I would love that. But if it come to me with it, I, I can't wait just to teach them what family can do. Because at the end of the day, a mom and pop shop is just all family. It seems like family is such an important value. But like, what did your family do to instill um, such love for it? I mean, it was just growing up with my parents who just, made sure we all knew that no matter what happens, whatever happens out there, when you come home, your family's there for you. Whether one day it's your mom, one day it's your dad, your brother and sister could be there for you. It's just, you have no choice. You got to be there for each other. Cause in this world, they are the only people when you turn around to look behind you, they're all going to be standing there. I think one thing that I recall uh, in doing research about you is that you turned your community into family yes, sir. Uh, during the pandemic. Um, you said that, no matter what's going on, we got your back. And I would love to, you know, shine the spotlight on you and provide examples of, uh, you know, what you did in the pandemic for your community, uh, AKA your family. You know, just like any other business, we had no idea what to expect. We, uh, we, we kind of all went into this together. This was the first event I could ever remember where us as a world is going into it together and nobody knows what to expect. And, uh, at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of being a smartass. I'm kind of a smartass person. It's, I like to make jokes and I like to make people laugh. And so I was giving away toilet paper with every pizza just because everybody was hoarding toilet paper and doing all these things. And then the news kind of kept getting progressively worse where, hey, this is a real thing where people are going to run out of toilet paper and they're going to run out of sanitizer and they're running out of paper towels. And so the first thing I did was call my commissary company and order a pallet of toilet paper, pallet, pallet of uh, paper towels and a pallet of sanitizer. And I, I went online and I just told people, you don't have to buy anything from me. You don't have to be a customer of mine. I don't care how you found this out. If you need any of these items, you just come down here. We will give them to you for free. You did more than what was, was called of you. I mean, why did you do that? Uh, I mean, it's not that it was called of me. It's just, I think if you're in a position to help somebody, I think ultimately that's what you you're supposed to do. It's if you, without any of these people, I wouldn't be a pizzeria. At the end of the day, it's just as much theirs as it is mine. So because without their love and their support and their backing of my little pizza dream, I I wouldn't be here at all. So when shit hits the fan, it's who's going to take and who's going to give. And and I would rather be the one that let me give you everything I possibly can. And let's try to get as many people through this as we possibly can. Wow. Um, But weren't weren't you scared of potentially losing your business in the beginning? How can you... 
how were you able to balance both like being in potentially survival mode and then also having that giving um sort of vibe going on at the same time i I was absolutely terrified just like everybody else I, i was terrified um but if i'm gonna go down what's the difference of me losing a hundred dollars or me losing five hundred thousand dollars you're gonna be out of business anyway you might as well help everybody you can on the way out and and they're gonna remember you more for that than they ever will for a pepperoni pizza or for a trivia night you did or or adult big wheel race it's as long as you're doing what you can everything else just kind of always works itself out you know as long as you're giving back and you're helping people that need it because don't get me wrong there's people that don't need it and they still take it and that's that's on them and and we'll help them too but it's just i knew in my heart of hearts as long as we help those people that need it everything else will work itself out and if i close down i close down but at least i know why i was there i made my mark did you keep track of how much toilet paper you gave? I'm just kind of curious. Oh my God, no. Uh, I mean, pallets, pallets, because we were the only people that could get it. And I mean, I went through so many. Like, I, I remember when we did the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the kids because the schools closed. And so the kids that were getting free meals, I just started making peanut butter and jellies for them. And they could come get those. And I, I made over a thousand peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We probably went through three pallets of toilet paper. Uh, sanitizer, once we ran out of that first pallet, I couldn't get it anymore. That that went pretty quick, um, but yeah, it was just it, it was an, it was absolutely incredible, dude. And it, just to see these people's faces, because nobody likes to ask for things, nobody does. And, but to be the one that they know that they could call if they needed help, to me was priceless. It very much was priceless, but at the end of it all, too, it did come at a cost. I'm also just curious how how much it cost you just to be able to support your community. Do you know? I'm probably. I want to say ballpark is fine. Eight to 10,000 in with, with pizzas and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and paper towels and toilet papers and caterings. And uh, like we, we did a thing with K rock with Nicole Alvarez where we fed skid row. I mean, it just, we're trying to never stop. We're just trying to give as much as we possibly can back because everybody has just given us so much, you know, that is so inspiring, right? To to just have that kind of heart and to make that kind of effect. Um, you know, I, I don't think, it doesn't sound like you were doing it for the press or, you know, to get any sort of awards, um, but those types of things don't go unnoticed. And so um, could you perhaps talk about some of the, I don't know the proper word. I don't want to call it benefits, but some yeah. of the, um, at, you know, the things that happened that came as a result of you doing that. Well, I mean, so our Instagram, I always thought I, my, I was myself as like an Instagram person and, and stuff like that. We had 600 followers when, when the pandemic hit. And I was like, yeah, I got my 600 followers. What's up? We're Anna's pizza. And, <laughs> and, and now we're almost at 4,000 and I don't even know what to do. Oh, like, and it just it was all just a video I posted about come get toilet paper, come get paper towels, and we just started blowing up from there. And then uh, K Rock reached out to me and, and wanted to help and and then all of a sudden I'm meeting mayors of cities and I'm I'm getting awards from the Senate and from the state and people want to talk to me and it, it's just been such a whirlwind of I went from just being this ginger kid to make pizza to being like, damn, that's Joey from Anna's pizza and it still chips me out like 
I still tell my wife, like, I can't believe people know who I am. It's a trip. Dang. You are a hero. Really? Uh, I, I don't know are. about that, man. I, I don't know about that. There's my mom and my sister are nurses. Th- those are heroes. Doctors are heroes. Frontliners are heroes, man. I, I just, I did what we were supposed to do. And that, and that was to help other people before you help yourself. There are some people that would never give eight or $10,000 of their own money away or, or even, you know, put in the time to make peanut butter and jellies uh, for their local community. But you did that. Um, has the giving stopped? No, um, I, I don't post about it. it. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where if you're going to do it, do it. Uh, the only time you'll ever see me post about it is if I'm offering, like if I'll go on there and say, Hey guys, if you need this, we have it. Um, or I do these things now called the golden ticket giveaway. And what I'll do is I'll hide a hundred dollar bill in a pizza box on Friday nights, just to kind of change a family's weekend, you know, maybe, They could take their kids to the movies or they could do a family outing together with that hundred dollar bill. So it's just, I'll post things like that. Um, Or if a customer comes in and they want me to say something, I will. Like we had a customer that at the beginning of the pandemic couldn't feed his family. So I gave him two pizzas. He came back in at the end of the pandemic after he found a job and bought 10 pizzas and asked me to give them away to more families in need. So that two pizzas that I started with, turned into 10 pizzas to help 10 more families. Wow. 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 It's like giving is so contagious. Oh, I love it. It's, it's, it's a high, it's it's a high that you'll never get enough of because to see somebody smile or change their day, even just a little bit is just the greatest feeling you could ever have. I'm so happy for that person to be able to find a job and, and pay it back and pay it forward essentially. Yes, sir. Can you talk to me about the golden ticket? Because I find that um, very interesting, but also kind of germophobia. Like, how yeah. do you put a hundred dollars <laughs> in a pizza box? So, um, <laughs> so I, I go and I and I buy golden envelopes. I ordered golden envelopes from Amazon, <laughs> and the bill goes in there, and I tape it to the top of the pizza box. And um, but on the inside of the pizza box, so when you open it up, it says congratulations. Um, I was actually I was watching The Office one day. And it was the one where Michael Scott was putting the golden tickets in the paper. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And like, so Michael Scott is just responsible for the golden ticket. Wow. You know, $100 goes such a long way, Um, especially if it's a family. Um, You know, it could go to groceries. It could go to anything, really. And and that, that just makes a person's day could make a person's year really you just don't know who you're impacting by doing these surprise um generous kind of acts of giving yes sir i never knew because at the beginning of the whole business thing i was 22 years old i was very much a i love me some me type of person you know it was what kind of car can i buy what kind of house can i live in what kind of watch can i wear and now my whole life has completely shifted into this other time where I just, I call that the asshole years where I was just, I was worried about me and only me. And then, you know, now I'm 35 and trying to start a family of my own and, and seeing how other people are affected by what I do and seeing how other people I can affect them by what I do in a positive way has just changed my life to a whole new way. Hmm. 
that was 13 years um, in the making right there then. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't just happen overnight. People who may consider themselves selfish or assholes, like, you can change too. All Joey all the time. It, it, um, but it's just, it, it's such a more reward. Once I started changing, I met my wife. You know, all the other things that I was so worried about getting just came naturally. It wasn't about, oh, go get it. You need it. You have to have it. It was, you know what? If we get it, it'll come. I've I've been studying this like Buddhist art of thinking. Um, It's actually the quote on my paper right now that I write to myself um, before I start a podcast. And that is to empty yourself and have no expectations so that life can flow through you. And I think... um, you know, that's kind of, I, hopefully that kind of captures what you just said right there. I, I, that, it would be hard to find a better description than what you just said. I'm not encouraging you or um, any listener here to full on uh, sell all their belongings, really. But the fact that these material things, um, you know, they're not going to make you happy. Um, some of them will give you a little bit of a high, give you, you know, give you some of that me time for yourself. But mm-hmm. those things are very finite. I can see the happiness and joy inside you. It's like really yeah. contagious. It's it's actually very, very cool. I love it. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's just, I wake up every day and I just, I want to be a person that when I come home, my wife is happy to call me her husband. Like that's kind of what I base my thing on. Awesome. It sounds like a happy household there too. Oh, she's, she's awesome, dude. To put up with me, because I'm just a giant kid. You know what I mean? I... Like I'm just a giant kid. I got a lightsaber over here in the corner that I had to hide for the podcast. <laughs> I got the infinity gauntlet over there. So it's, she puts up with a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> Good. Uh, those things keep you young, you know, and uh, that that's the, you want to get as many uh, years of this life as possible. So you yeah, want to stay young forever. <laughs> oh, I don't feel young, man, but I wish I could stay young. <laughs> No, you're good, dude. You you look young, Jesse. I'm gonna tell my wife right now and be like, "Yeah, see, watch the podcast. I'm young." She she said so. <laughs> well, I think it's the whole like giving and the energy. Like, if you're old and maybe uh, bitter and stingy, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna appear that way. And and those are the the people who look drained of their life. Well, brother, I I used to be that dude. I used to be that dude, 100. percent Like, why has he got that car and I can't? Why does he have? that watch and I can't. And then I just stopped worried about it and worried about what I did have. And I got the best family in the world, the best wife in the world and the best pizza in the world. And you can't ask for anything else. That thing you said where, you know, I, I, I just stopped worrying about it and I focused on what I did have. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the day that happened to you? Like or uh, maybe just the moments that kind of got you I to think, get into those I, I ways. Think, yeah. I think it was the day uh, we had a homeless gentleman that was freezing outside freezing. And, uh, I, I make these pizza mafia shirts and stuff and I got sweaters made and I was all about, and I just kind of like, I saw him like, just, I gave him a sweater and he was just, it was like, I gave him a million dollars and it was right there where it was like, what the fuck are you doing, Joey? Like it does, this guy acted like that for a sweater. Like you're going home to a house with a heater and a roof and food in the fridge. Like, enough and and that was kind of it man that was kind of the last time i ever was just like why can't i have that why can't i do that why does this guy make more money than me doesn't matter no more man 
that feeling of just not having enough um it kind of opens it opens you up in a different way gets you and um it affects the people around you and it helps you focus on like the things that you love more the important things in life yeah okay you gotta get rid of the bullshit to let the rest of life <laughs> kind of let life in man yeah it's and you know what's funny too is when you get rid of it you get so much more stuff like all of a sudden these things start happening to you that you wanted to happen to you when you were an asshole and now they just happen naturally and you get an abundance of so much more it's just it's crazy give me an example we, we were so our goal was to sell a certain amount of pizzas a day to keep the lights on at the beginning of when i bought anna's it was i was 22 i knew everything you couldn't tell me nothing i'm a pizza god just let me do my thing. And then you start to realize like, hey, look, you don't have to be an asshole. You can do this, but let's help as many people as possible. When I came out with a Chicago style deep dish and I had a nine hour wait for that pizza, that was like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life where people were willing to wait nine hours to eat my food. People didn't want to wait nine minutes and now they're waiting nine hours. And that to me was just like, Damn, they're willing to wait that long. They're planning their day around your food. And that to me was just, man, like, what the hell did I just turn this place into? Let's go. How does, like, um, not having all these expectations translate to having a nine-hour wait? I think just people pick up on, like, hey, this guy's here for us. This guy, you know, the food's good. The family's good. We're going to wait. We're going to support them. Let's, let's do whatever we can to make sure that Anna's Pizza stays there forever. And, and that, to me, is the most humbling thing that's ever happened to me is just people will wait for my pizza to support my family. And that is just – that's incredible to me. Right. I mean, think about it. Like, do you want to buy the pizza from the asshole or do you want to buy it from the person who's, like, giving to, giving to their community? Yeah. I mean, it also depends on how good the pizza from the asshole is. But still, at the same time, it's, you know <laughs> – <laughs> very true you know so I mean? you you yeah 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 no 100 percent. We, we're not I, it's hard to build a business off of just giving your food i i think mike um mike bausch uh he's the owner of andalini's pizzeria said it best you know food is the cost of entry yes, sir. right in order for you to have like a a, a restaurant like to stand mm -hmm. on its feet your the food has to be good and then anything you do after that is uh, kind of determines uh, the growth or the, the drop in your business. Yes, sir. I, I kind of want to pivot back a little bit, uh, rewind a little. Um, earlier, you said something about Michael Scott. Yes, sir. I I love The Office. And I want to talk to you about a uh, triv office trivia night that you have. Yes, sir. Uh, going on. Can you tell me about it? So, um you know, after COVID restrictions lifted, I was thinking, what can we do to, you know, keep people safe, but let's get people back outdoors. Let's get people motivated again. So we did the office trivia. Um, and I was thinking we were going to have 20, 25 people show up. We had 114 people show up to office trivia. And it was out of control. And, you know, I'm the guy running the microphone and, and trying to do the music and, and grading all the tests. And I got people yelling at me that I'm saying stuff wrong because I love the office, but people know, like, all kinds of stuff about this show and and so uh but yeah man we had we had i want to say 70 questions and a three teams got 70 out of 70 right and so for the tiebreaker 
I had to like come up with a tiebreaker on the spot. And it was just, it was insane because we charge each team 10 bucks and then the winning team takes it all. Oh. So, you know, they're playing for like 200 bucks. So they're all into it. And it was just, it was just a blast. It's an absolute blast. And we do a beer round in the middle of it where who can throw a paper airplane the furthest. And it, it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. How did you get uh, such high numbers to your trivia night? Uh, I think it's because I, I paid kevin on cameo to tell everybody to come so i went on cameo and and i got uh, i think his name's david brumgarner or something like that i i'm but he's, he's always going to be kevin to me but um yeah i got kevin kevin go, from the office yeah i got kevin to go on there and, and i paid him to say hey come to anna's for office trivia on this day at this time and, and let's have some fun and it blew up and went ballistic and people are asking me joey is kevin gonna be there I was like, guys, you don't see the little cameo logo on the bottom? I paid for this. He's not coming. <laughs> uh, just can you quickly explain what cameo is for folks listening who don't, who may not know what that is? Oh yeah, so cameo is a service you can get on your phone where um, certain stars or sports athletes and stuff like that, you can pay them a certain amount of money and they'll send you a message or you know they'll say happy birthday to your friends or send you a joke or something like that. So I paid Kevin to to tell everybody to uh, come to Office Trivia at Anna's. Yeah, I saw the message. I was, I thought that was one of the best uses of Cameo because some people will use it to plug their brand when clearly um, Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank, he has no type of ties with that company and he's just promoting it for the however much, for the however many dollars he's charging for it. But yes, for you to get Kevin from the office to promote your office trivia night was genius thank you sir thank you i like to call myself the jackie moon of pizza so if you've ever seen a semi-pro where like he wrestles the bear and stuff he does all these crazy promotions and stuff and i, I like to call myself the jackie moon of pizza so it's, it's I, i've come up with some crazy shit man <laughs> what other crazy shit oh dude we we did adult big wheel races where i bought four adult big wheels and we make people drink first and get them nice and um warm and we, I make this racetrack around our complex and it's like Mario Kart on steroids. Dude, these people are out for blood. I'd have waivers drawn up because people were getting out of control. <laughs> so, and it was, wow. the ones, yeah, it was the ones with the plastic wheels in the back. So you're sliding everywhere. You're drifting around corners and stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. We had a couple accidents. It, it was, it, it was, it was fun to watch. Oh, that sounds very fun. Um, and so people get all like into it, you know, into the office, into the the Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. it, it draws in people who who love those um, pieces of pop culture into Anna's, obviously, right? And yes, and they and they participate and they order pizza too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean you'll you'll triple your business on a trivia night. You, you, because just people want to be there. They want to be a part of it. They might not know 10 things about the office, but they want to be a part of it. They don't want to feel left out. After this whole time being at home for this year, they want to be where the people are. They want to have fun, and they don't care if they don't know anything. For $10, you can go laugh a bunch, get outside, maybe win a free beer, and just enjoy yourself like you used to. It sounds like a great way to bring people into the business, provide entertainment, and also kind of going back to this whole thing of just building up your community. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's you're nothing without the people in your city. Um, because like when I'm hurting, if I got to call on somebody, I call on the people of the city. I ask them to come have beers with me. I ask them to come order a pizza. I'll ask them, hey, I'll buy the first round if you guys want to come in tonight. Let's hang out. And because you're, you're nothing without the people behind you, that goes for your family and the people of your city. If your city don't want you there, you're going to learn real quick. I love that quote. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the opening line. That was awesome. So uh, we're getting close to wrapping up here. Um, I have uh, have a few questions, though, that I like to end the show with. And one of them is a rapid fire yes, style sir. question. Um, one line okay. answers sh- as short as possible, but I'm not going to be like a... I'm not going to cut you off or anything. Feel free to just, if you can keep it short, cool. If not, don't worry about it. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Uh, what flower do you use? Uh, Mondaco. You do? Oh my gosh. I need to talk to you after that, after this conversation. I still have Mondaco. This isn't going to go on the podcast. Maybe it will. Do you? <laughs> I need to talk to you about that. I do. I do. Let's do it. I have some leftover. Love Mondaco. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> cool. This is awesome. This is exciting. Um, what tomatoes do you use? Even though you Roma tomatoes, just fresh pick Roma tomatoes. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, cheese. Cheese, whole milk mozzarella. We use one called crown. Okay. It's uh, made by performance. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, if you had one topping to finish your pizzas off with, what would that be? Oh, fresh basil. Always. Love it. What oven do you use? I use a 78-year-old bread rotating bread oven. Okay. That's very unique. Yeah, made out of cast iron. Wow. And if there and if you were to describe your pizza to a person in an elevator, giving them like a one sentence elevator pitch, how would you describe it? Best pizza you've ever had made by a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. oh fuck this is good okay cool man that was hilarious i was not expecting that <laughs> cool joey well you have been very fun to talk to and i love to end the show in two ways um, first what is one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza business don't don't think you know everything it, it's not as easy as it looks um pizza is a very different animal you're you're living in a five dollar world you're competing with people that sell a whole pizza for five bucks be humble be kind uh keep it simple keep it simple and make it good love that and what do you want to leave the audience with today um just just thank you thank you whether you know me or you don't know me for everything you do it's it's one of those things where i wouldn't be in the position i am right now without the people that have supported me up to this point. And that includes family, customers, friends, uh, people that may not know who I am and they still support me. It, just thank you. And Joey, I'm again, super impressed by all the work that you've put in, in the last year. Um, yeah. Thank you for inspiring me and others to give and, and be a better person and build community. Cause I think that is the key. I think it's, one of the keys, if not the key, to running a successful pizza business. Yes, Great sir. job with what you've done so far. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for having me on here, too. It's been an absolute blast. 
Joey, thank you so, so much for sharing your story with me. I am so impressed by the work that you've been able to do, and I hope you keep on giving to your community. To you, the listener, oh my wow, right? Joey is such an amazing human being. So please help me share his story by sharing this episode. Word of mouth, social media, however you want to do it, it's up to you. Just tell somebody about this awesome, amazing story. I'm not going to ask you for anything else other than to have a great freaking day. Till next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Pizza Pals. I just want to give you a quick update. I am no longer going to be able to hold the pizza discussion on September 24th. As much as I wanted to do this, I ran into a couple of issues. One, I'm actually going to be doing a volunteer charity pop-up event. And I had actually planned that a while ago. And I've didn't realize it was going to clash with this date. Second, my original plan was to be able to get some of the guests on this meetup so that we could ask the guest questions, our follow-up questions. However, it has come to my attention that most operators will be working on Friday evenings. And so I just don't know if I have that kind of pull to be like yo drop what you're doing and come on a friday night and talk pizza with me as much as i would think that operators would love to do that um you know their business comes first this is their livelihood so i ask that you be patient with me i would love to do this sometime in the future when the timing is right when the dates are um good for everyone it's never going to be perfect Um, But I would love your feedback. Be on the lookout. There's going to be a new survey coming in the near future. Um, Another Google survey. I would love, love, love your input. Um, So look out for that in the upcoming weeks. I appreciate you. Till next time. Peace.